Is the Viking River Cruise on your vacation to-do list? If so, stay with us. And as always, folks, if you're a fan of travel and bucket list vacations, please like, subscribe, and turn on all notifications to get notified each time we post. My guests today are Rich and Linda Skinner, owners of Cruise Holidays of Woodenville, located in Kirkland, Washington. Rich and Linda's team of professional travel advisors have been serving the needs of satisfied clients for luxury vacations in and around Washington and across the country since 2001. Hi, Rich and Linda. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk. Hi, Ken. Hi. Great to have you with us. Good to be here. As you know, travel is starting to ramp back up again, and folks are getting getting back to travel. One of the emerging trends that we're seeing is people really want to do that bucket list vacation. Yep. Now, on that note, one question that I get a lot is about river cruises, mm -hmm. and in particular, Viking river cruises, because we see Viking in the media quite a bit. Yep. Now, I know you folks have just recently returned from a Viking River cruise, so I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of a review of what you found, how it was like, what the service is like, and what we need to know about river cruising in general. I, I think we can do that for you, Ken. In fact, we'd love to do that because we're great fans of the River Cruise product. I think this was our sixth or seventh river cruise we've been on. And uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed each and every one. But this one was a very special one because first travel after a couple of years with pandemic delays, it was, uh, was we were celebrating a, an anniversary, 50th anniversary, postponed and we were able to make it happen. And we went like everybody else with some reluctance saying, you know, we're not sure. Everybody had some unsureties about it. But I'll tell you, yeah. in retrospect, we didn't have, need to have any fears whatsoever. It was a fantastic trip. People were just wonderful. The crew was wonderful. The places we went was, were outstanding. The weather was even great. Uh, so everything kind of cooperated together. And I think we had a great travel experience. And we had a group of uh, 10 people total. And we everyone was just elated. And we got so many notes coming back saying how much they enjoyed the trip and how they loved it. And several of our people, I mean, most of them, except for two people of that, were had never been on a river cruise before. So it was a great time. New experience for everybody. Yeah. So I have to know, who's 50th wedding anniversary? It was Linda and mine. <laughs> no, no. Get no. out of town. <laughs> I was three when we got there. <laughs> it's one of those range deals. <laughs> What a wonderful way to celebrate a 50th wedding anniversary. It was. It was, it was just uh, magical, really. So tell me a little bit about Viking. And you were on, you were on the Rhine? We were on the Rhine from uh, Basel, Switzerland, to Amsterdam on the Viking Air, okay. which is a Viking longship. And they literally have about 75 ships that are exactly the same. And so if you go on the Viking Air or the Viking Hagi or the Viking whatever it is, you'll feel right at home because they're exactly the same. <laughs> and that that gives them some consistency. That's really very, very nice when you have a good mm -hmm. thing and you just duplicate it. But that ours was this pretty much the standard eight-day Rhine River cruise. This was the second time we'd done it. But okay. boy, I'll tell you, we did a lot of things that we didn't do the first cruise. So it was like going Definitely on Definitely worth time. it. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. And and so, we did a, a pre and a post. We did a pre in Lucerne, Switzerland, right. and a post in Amsterdam uh, for a couple of days on either end. 
which was really nice, made it a nice bit long trip and a lot of fun. And it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. We had all of our people just had a blast on all of it. Viking did a wonderful job and, you know, really kept us up to date on all the protocols because there are protocols and, you know, and they yeah. kept us up to date on all the protocols. We got tested every day, really, you know, and no one tested positive. So we didn't have any experience of what happens when, cause I know that's a question a lot of people ask. What happens if I test positive? So far, they haven't had that occur. So everyone, of course, Viking requires that everyone, as do most of the ports, be vaccinated. And, and there was so, mask wearing in, in when you were outside of the public rooms and getting on and off the boat and going on shore excursions, they asked you to wear masks. Right. But that's the only time. And uh, we had to wear the mask on the airplane. But Lynn and I were just commenting. We thought that would be a real bothersome deal, but actually turned out <laughs> not to be that much of it all. So we really were able to just go with it. And, and uh, it wasn't a, wasn't a big deal at all. We, the other thing we, we found, and Linda can address this, is we found that, boy, if you do not have a travel counselor helping you get through the maze of all of the paperwork and things you do, you are just courting disaster. That's oh, yeah. a real big reason why you should have a good uh, experienced travel counselor helping you. Yeah, every every country has a form for you to fill out. When you're going to four different countries like we did, that's a lot of forms. And so you need someone to help you navigate that. And, and I did that for our group. And I know we do it for a lot of other people who are traveling. Right. So you'd coordinate all that all that for everybody in your we group. We help them. Yeah, we help them yeah. through it because most of it you have to do yourself, but it really helps to have someone that knows all the ins and outs. And we found out that people really need to think about updating their phone if they have an old phone because there's apps for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the cruise itself was so beautiful. Viking did a wonderful job and uh, they just, they're so caring about their clients. I just can't say enough about the service and the care and all of the things that they did as a company. So they really do a nice job. What was the food like on board? Did you get smart? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm on a noom diet now. <laughs> no, it was delicious. It was, the food actually, we were pleasantly surprised about how good the quality of the food was on the ship you know it was right up there with anything that you can imagine of the you know five star type of a thing right. so they did a really good job we had a couple of our ladies who had special dietary needs you know gluten-free and dairy -free. they were right there they planned their, they gave them a breakfast, they gave them a menu so that they could help them pick what they would have for the day. It really was really looked after. Uh, after customized yeah. to their needs. Viking provides your wine, soft drinks, beer for all of your meals. Oh, uh, okay. and, and so that you can, you know, we had a couple people who, uh, purchased their silver spirits drink package okay and really they they enjoyed a cocktail before and they enjoyed upgrading some of the wine and things like that and so they felt it was well worth if you like to have your cocktail and you know then you just have a run of the bar for the silver spirits drink package and they felt it was well worth it. So, so if I understand you correctly, 
your basic river cruise includes the wine and spirits and beer. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to drink that drink package that you mentioned, does that cover a drink? You know, if you're relaxing, that's up drinks up in the lounge, not with your meal. So if you want a drink at 11 o'clock in the morning at the lounge, or you want to have a, you know, a margarita at three when, when you come back from your shore excursions, then those would, you would have to pay extra for, and those would be included with the drink package. And that's included in the drink package. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other cool thing about Viking that I thought was that you can buy wine out when you're touring, bring it in and they will serve it to you. There's no corkage fee. There's no extra fees or anything like that, that a lot of the cruise lines do charge these days. They will just have it in the refrigerator for you and bring it out and serve it to you at your meal and you can enjoy the local wines. Well, yeah. And, and you're traveling through wine regions. So yes. why not why not take advantage of exactly, this, of exactly. What there is to so do. we did that quite a bit. So speaking of traveling through the regions, were there many excursions off ship? Yeah, oh yeah. Most of the time we were going to bed at 9 30 because you were also tired from all the daily <laughs> excursions. Because you had the shore excursions that are included on river cruising, you have at every stop one or two included excursions. And then you can you can purchase if you want additional ones and a lot of us purchased additional ones so we were like gone all day (laughs) and then the boat normally except for a few exceptions then would cruise at night while we were sleeping we'd have like dinner cruise and then cruise at night we'd wake up wherever we were going to be go out and play out in that area you could do even all of the ports. You could go out on your own if you wanted to okay. and not do their particular excursion. Uh, they had shuttle buses that could take you into town and you could go on your own and do things. And all the towns were open for that. So there, everything was very open. You right. didn't feel any kind of COVID shutdown. It, they had mask <laughs> regulations and you had to show your vaccination card to eat in the restaurants, but not a problem. Nothing Basically, that basically normal other than just a few little minor. Yeah. Extra steps to take. Excellent. You mentioned that you sailed mostly overnight. Would there have been days now that you're sailing during the day where it would be kind of scenic? What is it? Yeah. What do we find on the Rhine? Especially one day when you go up the Rhine Gorge by the Lorelei Rock. And I don't know how many castles did you see? 21. 21 castles that started being built in what, about 800? (laughs) (laughs) And some are rebuilt in the 19th century, but they all look like great fairy tale castles that you'd see. Uh, And the real ones, not the Disney ones. So these are are ones that are just amazing to see. And you can go up in the top deck of the boat and get your camera out and snap all kinds of pictures. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very, you get to see all the vineyards that are along there too. And they're steep on the sides of the hills. And you can just say, how can they harvest all that stuff up there? <laughs> and uh, and it, yeah. it really was uh, just a wonderful thing to see. Marvelous, marvelous. How did you find, how was the weather? Like- For the most part, it was like stupendous. We did mm-hmm. have, like Rich said, we had rain, <laughs> of course, of all days on the mm-hmm. day that we were cruising the Rhine through the castle region and we had 
rain in Kinderdijk, which is where the windmills are there in Netherlands. But other than that, it was sunshine. And, oh. you know, it was a little cool. So you wanted to put layers on because you needed the layers when it was, you know, when you were in the shade, you wanted the jacket. But when you were in the sun, you wanted to take the jacket off. It felt very much like the Pacific Northwest to us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's another thing. People dress very casually on river cruises. Yes. There are no dress up events. There's no formal yeah. nights or anything like that people are very very casual in their in their attire so you know you don't have to really worry about having an elaborate wardrobe to go you had your group with you so it was like about 10 people but mm -hmm. is there general camaraderie on board in the lounges and that sort of thing like oh yes definitely because they're smaller you right. know we're, the the maximum number of people on the boat we were on was a would be 190. We actually just had 98. There's just a much smaller group. So you really get to know, even being in our group, we still got to know a lot of people. Yeah. And our people were meeting other people and, and having cocktails with them and, you know, talking to them on the shore excursions and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's kind of, you kind of get like a little family of, people out touring together <laughs> you know quite often you make uh, lifelong friends sharing an experience like that definitely one thing that that's been brought to my attention now and again that can sometimes be an issue with river cruising is water levels hmm. did you find anything with that on the rhine or we did not we did right. not you know they they are able to make it work really fast and because viking has so many boats what they do is if they get stuck at a bridge because of high water they'll bring one boat up to one side of the bridge bring another boat up to the other side of the bridge swap passengers oh. and go about their way so they have ways around that if they have to low water is another story but yeah. that's not usually a, a major yeah it's usually high water situation. that causes the problem yeah. right on right on they can't get through under bridges that's the what about the shopping? Ooh. <laughs> Did we do any shopping? Lots of shopping. <laughs> Lots of shopping. We we have our favorite spots for shopping, but um, after we've done this, every place you go, there are wonderful shops. There's lots to lots to do. Um, we our people really enjoy enjoyed Cologne for shopping. Yeah. That seemed to be a big um, a big Thing there. Maybe it's because we were getting toward the end of the trip and they were like motivated to uh, <laughs> buy, gifts. buy gifts and their own little trinkets and stuff like that. If you like to shop, you would love this experience. <laughs> so you folks are old hands on the Rhine River. Tell me. Well, I don't know about old hands. I would go again. I it just <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful river. And uh, there's just a lot to do. We went to some of the same ports, but we went to totally different places. Yeah. And so it was, it was really, and I still haven't seen it all. That's really fascinating that you would say that. Like, this is your second, your second time on the Rhine. Mm -hmm. And you'd say you go a third time and you still can't see it all. So it is something that you could do over and over again. And oh, yeah. have a great experience each time. So if you had to make a recommendation to people doing the Rhine, What's your favorite part along the river? What's what's something that folks should should miss? Cruising through the Castle region was is probably the number one thing. The highlight. Yes, we did that twice now, and it is just so beautiful. And Strasbourg is one of my favorites. Yes, I love Strasbourg. And then we had not been to Kinderdijk 
I think Viking might be I think they're the only one, ones. Uh, the only ones that yeah. go to Kinderdijk. And so that was really a great we we toured an old windmill yeah. that uh, was an operating all of the windmills that are there in Kinderdijk are still operating. The one we went to see is actually a uh, model. Right. But the rest of them all have people living in them and maintaining them. Much like a lighthouse that we have here, people actually live in a win in windmills and operate them. Yeah, yes. they they and the windmills which are used, the ones we saw, are used for pumping water. Right. Uh, you know, up and into the or out the, of the or out of in yeah. or out to, to out maintain the pasture. Holland is below sea level for most yeah. of it. Yes. And so they need to do that. But the fun thing is, after we did the windmill, we went over to a, uh, a Gouda, which they pronounce Howda, a cheese factory, <laughs> and uh, a farm. <laughs> saw how how they make cheese, including we saw about uh, what th a thousand of them are on yeah. walls that they have in their in their aging room. So that was fun. Got to eat a little bit of it too. So and had our fun. cheese yeah, tasting. Yeah. <laughs> and let me guess, I, there was probably a wine tasting or two as well, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And that was our other favorite was the um, Koblenz, which has the Moselle River. Right. And we did a wine tour of the Moselle region along the river up in the hills. And these these vineyards are, you know, on a steep hill with little trams that they pick the grapes and put in and little hand trucks that they go up and down a rail. And uh, we did a wine tasting there at a little tiny vintner that's been there forever and he, oh man the wine was so good pretty good and we just it was wonderful and they had a golden retriever who was their mascot yeah who got to participate pablo <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat a good old dog no, no. <laughs> when i was doing some research 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 for our um interview today i noticed that you had some stunning pictures of the alps and a particular mm -hmm. restaurant where was that well we had we had we stayed at a wonderful hotel in lucerne uh, they right. called the Schweitzerhof, and it, it's a classic 19th century hotel it's been updated world class i mean it's right up there with you know if you were going to say the plaza or the yeah. waldorf astoria or something of that nature right beautiful i mean just from our room you had gorgeous views mount pilatus is right above uh, Lucerne, and it, you just get this beautiful mountain. And then the local uh, rep for Viking suggested, highly suggested, that we take the optional tour to the Stanzerhorn. And I'll let Linda tell you about it. It was a spectacular day. Right. It was absolutely blue skies, clear as can be. Um, we get on the bus, and they take us to this uh, little town, little village in Switzerland called Stanzerhorn stands mm -hmm. s-t-a-n-s and and you get on a funicula that's just this old funicula from the late 1800s and it it takes you halfway up the mountain and as you're going up the mountain on this funicula you have pastures on either side with the swiss cows with their bells on and you know some sheep and some people walking the trail that are believe it or not walking up to the top and <laughs> and because you're going up to about six thousand seven hundred feet wow and and so you know then you 
you get about halfway up there and it starts to get really, really steep. And they they have a brand new um, kind of like cable car kind of gondola. system, gondola. But it's it's something that is the only one in the whole world. It has an open air top. So you have a glassed in area on the first floor and then the top is open air. And you can go up to the top in the open air and you are rising above the um, Lake Lucerne, the valley, all, you know, it is just, I mean, it, I can't even describe it. It's gorgeous. The pictures don't even do it justice because it was just unbelievable. Yeah. And we get up to the top and they have a, it used to be a hotel up there, but they've actually turned it into kind of like a park and there's a restaurant with a rotating area, but it's like a cafeteria style restaurant, nothing fancy, you know, just flat out gorgeous. <laughs> well, if you're there for the view. Yeah, for the, <laughs> it's the view. It's all about the view. Yeah. And you uh, we are walking around to where we get on the side where you can really see all of the Alp peaks and they're mm -hmm. all covered in snow. And as we're walking around there, I kept hearing this music and I'm like, what is that? What is that? You know, and so I'm looking over and down below, there's these little tiny ant things down there. And what it is, it's a herd of cows down below and they have their bells on. Yeah. And they're grazing. And as they bob <laughs> their head to graze, their bells ring. And it sounded like a bell chorus. Really? Oh. I mean, it was just like, I get goosebumps telling you about it because <laughs> it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is like a Disney moment. Yeah. <laughs> Out in front of you are is just the Alps. I mean, these yeah. beautiful, snowy peaks. Spectacular. It was one of the highlights. It was amazing. Beautiful. Just absolutely amazing. So tell me, folks, is river cruising for everyone? You know, what type of folks should you expect to meet on board? Well, I, you know, I got to say it, it's probably not for families with a lot of kids. Okay. It's not, it's just not geared that way. In fact, Viking, you have to be over 18 to cruise on Viking and uh, that's on purpose. So they, they really, I'd say it's not just boomers, but there's a lot of younger people on there who are that, yeah. who are more adventurous because there's bicycling and there's adventuring kinds of things that they can be doing that appeals to them. So I think that they've really expanded the product out to do that. It used to be that it was very senior seniors, but not anymore. It's really active. well, and the product in itself, you know, they they accommodate people who have uh, mobility issues, you know, as best they can. But you're not really, you know, that it's not really geared to that just because right. of what you're doing. You know, there's a lot of walking. Yeah. Um, cobblestone streets. Cobblestone and... streets and stuff like that. And it's for fairly mobile yeah. adults, really. And the age range is probably 35 and up. Yes. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, not on this cruise, but on some of the other river cruises that we have, we have had like, you know, grandmas with their older teenage grandsons or granddaughters, and they always enjoyed the, it's a, it's a cultural experience, you yes. know, you're learning a lot about the culture. And um, so it's not just like you're going by, you're really getting into the core of the culture. Uh, Viking does a good job in their advertising and talking about that, you know, that you're really getting to experience some of the cultural uniquenesses of the places you visit. What about onboard entertainment? They'll have a pianist usually who plays yeah. or maybe a singer. 
Right. Uh, and then they'll have like, they'll bring on some people who are lecturers and they'll have a few lectures and things like that. But it, it really isn't geared around the entertainment part at all, other than you enter are entertained by where you're going and what you're yeah. doing. It's so more about the, the locations you're going yeah. to. It's geared for the experience when you get to. Yeah. Experiencing the environment and the culture and, and the um, Rhine tour that we talked about with the castles, right. that is all narrated. They have a narrator that tells you about each one of the castles as you're going. And Viking gives you a map that's labeled with the castles. They do a really nice job of giving you the history of that castle and you know, what it's being, what's being used for now and those kinds of things. So hmm. That's what river cruising is more. It's more that kind of, it's real. It's a very rich, rich cultural experience. What about gratuities? What does Viking, how does Viking handle gratuities? Well, they, they, um, they actually, we did the prepaid gratuities and that way they just hand, hand it out, you know, and we didn't have to think about it because right. we just didn't even want to think about it, but still it, everything is totally voluntary. And Rich still, there were a few of the waiters and everything that just did special things. And so Rich gave him a little extra for that. Just he wanted to show them our appreciation. 10 euros here and there. I mean, not, not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. And yeah. then, you know, like your tour guides, you tip them maybe three or four euros and the yeah. bus driver a, a euro. Or, and that was about it. Yeah. Basically just to show your appreciation. Yes. Exactly. Yes, they don't you, expect it. So it's not expected, but they will gratefully receive it. <laughs> well, folks, this has been wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? We're interested to see how Viking handles Alaska. And okay. they're looking to do their first sailings to Alaska in 2022. So we're um, trying to put a group together for that to go up to, and they are actually going to sail from Vancouver to Seward. And it's an 11 day cruise that has some great stops. Um, it looks really interesting. So we're gonna do that, hopefully end of August is what we're looking at for that. And and then the following year, we, are, we have been wanting to do Portugal. So we're looking at the Douro River in Portugal. But the most important thing, Ken, is because the demand is out there. So many people are booking up 2022 that the inventory is really, getting, really down getting down. In fact, if you look at all the people who had credits and reschedules and re they've, they're moving up. And so now you're looking at all the top end suites and cabins being gone for almost everybody for almost the whole year for everything. So that's one of, the, one of the things we're seeing as a result of the pandemic yeah. and then a return a return to the leisure travel market because it's coming back in a big way next year. Yeah, 22 is if you, I've been doing a lot of work with clients who want to go in 22 and it's hard to find things for them because there's the inventory is really right. being gobbled up. So. They're used to a spe specific room or a specific level of service and it's already sold. Yeah. Right. So your bet your best advice, like anybody anybody traveling to Europe, yeah, you really want to have a travel advisor in your corner. You really do. Um, yeah. It's you know it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Uh, you know you're probably actually going to save money in the long run because you have someone who is you know out there battling for you. It's not so much the problems with COVID right now. It's just that the 
all of the industry is trying to gear back up. And yeah. so they've hired new people. The people aren't fully trained. You know, sometimes the answers you get are not correct. If you have someone with experience, they know when oh, that does not sound right. And, you know, you can dig into it further. A lot of the companies are still, people are still working remotely. Right. And, and that's part of the issue. You know, the systems are holding the call and then shipping it out to the next available person. And, and many of the suppliers wanted you to do everything online. Well, the online doesn't work because it's set up on a commodity basis and you're doing customization on everything and you just can't do that online. You have to have a real human being to yeah. work with you on those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, folks, this has been absolutely great information. If folks wanted to get hold of you about a Viking River cruise or another luxury vacation, what's the best way to do that? Best way to do that is to email us at info at luxuriant.com. Go to our website. I think um, you're going to see that on the screen and you can contact us through the contact page on the website or give our office a call, you know, 425-487-4001. We take phone calls too. <laughs> Reach out to us and let us know what you're interested in and we'll get right back to you. Sounds perfect. Sounds perfect. That's wonderful. I'll leave those links in the description and... Viking Ocean to Alaska sounds interesting. We'll have to have you back to regale us with your adventures in Alaska and in other places. So until that time, I'm just going to wish you smooth and happy sailing, safe travels, and I hope to see the both of you on a Lido deck real soon. Sounds great. We'll buy the first round. <laughs> You're on. Take care. Bye-bye. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. A very special thanks to Linda and Rich Skinner of Cruise Holidays of Woodenville. If you'd like to reach them, I'll leave the contact information in the description. If you'd like to reach us, send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com. Visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or leave us a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this video, a like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.